Welcome back, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in for another week of We Are That Podcast. If you don't know, now you know that my name is Chris, a.k.a. Auntie Briss and the problematic sister of this podcast. And I'm here with this one right here. Big, curly, goat. Can you do that, please? Oh. Don't do that. No. No, that's oh, not you, oh, sweetie. Okay, what's, what's my mom called? No, I don't know. That's um, your responsibility. Your problematic sis. Chris? And thank you all. That has been this episode of Real Podcast. <laughs> all <laughs> right, <laughs> time to go home. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's your favorite Nigerian, Ugo. What's up? What it do, baby? How you doing? How you feeling? Are you good? How's your health? Did you go get your physical yet? I mean, to be honest, we're in late February mm. of... 2020 ladies have you gotten your pap smear we know what have just passed recently yet? we know what just passed mm. recently and i'm not saying that y'all are out here wilding mm. and even if you are wilding, she's referring to valentine's day be safe and just get that checkup mm. just just for your mental mm-hmm. for my mental let me go get mine i was wilding so you go wilding out why are you aggressively licking that fucking blood <laughs> like I'm so confused. Well, look at his face. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, guys. Um, you are hearing this a little later than normal because we did not drop last week. Niggas had shit to do. Don't be nosy. Bitch, I had my nigga to do. I was gone. We record on Thursdays. And on Thursday, I was not around. Okay? Because on Thursday was the day after. I had shit to do. Okay. Things to ride. I was home. Um, I was so I was so challenged. <laughs> I was so challenged. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, both of us had nice weekends. Mm-hmm. Granted, we did different things, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. We lived in our essence. We lived yep. in our moments. We lived our truth. You know what I mean? So, um, late happy Valentine's Day, y'all. I mean, fuck it, it's too far away. Um, yeah. By the time y'all niggas hear this. It's too far gone. Um we're gonna be a little bit far removed from this event as well. Um and I wanna bring this up only because it's it has a soft spot with me because I think we listened to this song during our um photo shoot for this um podcast. But uh rest in peace pop smoke. Um I remember when we had our photo shoot. We turn. I think we turned on "Welcome to the Party." I think, and it was like around just when it came out, like last summer, and it was just like a really feel good song. Everything. Um, I don't want to get too long winded because, like I said, at this point, it'll be a little too far removed. But we could still, you know, give our condolences. So rest in peace to him. Condolences to all the people, like family, friends, fans, all of them. Um, but today, we are going to be talking about a little bit of an extension of um our last episode which is on imposter syndrome. Um, it's going to be about confidence and self-esteem, um, which as a 20-something, as a 30-something, 50-something, 90-something, as a teen, I guess, um, is something that we all can relate to, that we've all had slight blemishes with. Um, so we're going to get into the conversation right now. So I guess where I want to start with it 
is like the segue from imposter syndrome to confidence. Um, so what do you do when, sorry, what do you do when um, confidence doesn't really work? Because um, you're like, you're in a space where you know that you qualify for something, but you feel like you don't. But then like, if you lack any self-confidence, it kind of <laughs> makes that realization of, yes, I'm qualified for this a little harder. So when your confidence doesn't kick in to help cure your imposter syndrome, like, how do you, like, how do you deal with that? Or, like, what does it feel like? Because I know for me, I be feeling defeated as fuck. <laughs> I be feeling like, well, damn, like, if I can't pull myself out of this, nobody can. Because ain't nobody going to give a fuck about it more than I am. So. Let me take a sip of this pill. I'm so sorry. She was out of it this entire time. There was a song. <laughs> I apologize with everything in me. It's just an aside. I was singing Stranger in My House the other day. Oh, right? by Tamia? Mm-hmm. And then there was like, there's another song that I really like. And, um, fuck, did I just forget it again? You're not serious. Nobody's supposed to be here by Deborah Cox. There we go. Thank you. Because that's a, those are the two that are, uh, you know, those are the two that everybody sing you, in tandem. I was in my car. I was like, okay, what's the next song? We'll get you. Come on, come on, come on. And then I could not remember it. Fun fact Deborah Cox did. Do you remember when Whitney, when they did the Whitney Houston tribute? tribute? Mm-hmm. Or no, no, not the tribute. They did the movie about her, the mm-hmm. Lifetime movie. She did the vocals for Whitney. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, Sis okay, could sing. Wow. But no, she wasn't. She obviously didn't she play can. Whitney. Yeah. yeah. But, but they just used her voice. Yeah. yeah. Sis could sing. Oh, wow. When I tell you, I was trying to remember that since Tuesday. Girl, you should have just texted me. Like, I would have told you. I was driving. And it oh, was I thought you were going to say, moment. I was drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't remember. No, Monday to Wednesday, I can't get drunk. <laughs> Thursday, I can't. <laughs> Hence, right? No, Damn, it feels so good to remember that. Oh, sorry, Kristen. What were you just saying? I was asking, <laughs> what do you do when impos- when your, like, your confidence doesn't help cure your feelings of being an imposter? As in, like... Not even you can pull yourself out of your self-doubt. Or how, how does that feel? Or, well, like, what can you actually do to, like, gain confidence in, like, areas like that? I think an important part, I know for me, I'm, I'm speaking for me, an important part of, remember, like, the um, imposter syndrome is remembering when I start to feel these feelings of fraudulism. Um, fraudulence? Fraudulence. Fraudulism. We like bitch. making words on this we show. We all know. Hashtag that. Just to show you that we're educated, we're just gonna add a hashtag About to it. Confidence and fraudulism. <laughs> and I'm saying it confidently, bitch. Anyways, um, like last week when I brought it up, um, the instance of you know being at the hospital and um, with the patient, and I felt this way and whatever. Mm-hmm. My professor was roughly. I'm just remembering what she said. Um, well, you made it this far, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm assuming you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And even when I brought up imposter syndrome in relationships, yeah, there's obviously something that my partner sees in me to make me feel it, um, to make him feel as though, okay, well, this is the person that I should be with. They can handle it, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I say all that to say because, um, I say all that to say, when I have these feelings of, you know, like I don't have much confidence and I'm really in my imposter rut. I look in the, in the mirror and I'm like, I'm a fraud. <laughs> Who am I? You fraudulent ass I just, bitch. whatever 
um, situation is bringing about that feeling. I just remember there's something that maybe I don't see it right now and maybe I'm not believing it right now, but there's something that someone sees in me that makes them feel as though I'm qualified for this role. Yeah. You see, like with my professor, I mean, you know, grade-wise, you know, I'm book smart. Do I have a lot of chemistries? No, but I'm book smart. So it makes them believe that. <laughs> Look at the future health practitioner. Um, and then with my partner, there's, uh, there's something that makes him feel as though, and even though I feel like, wow, I'm complete trash. Motherfucker, for some reason, thinks that the opposite. So what I'm saying is that's, that's what helps me to kind of get through it. Just to know that there's something that I'm not seeing yet. Not to say that I won't ever see it, but yeah. I'm just not seeing it yet. And it hasn't come into, um, fruition in my view yet. Yeah. So I feel like. It's important that you said the word yet, because I feel like when you're, you know, working on your self-confidence and everything, you kind of are trying to reach this point of self-actualization. And once you reach that point, it's like, well, all these things that people have been trying to tell me for the past months, years, whatever, however long it's been, now I finally see it. And I feel like that moment when you see what everybody else sees, like it's so fulfilling, it feels amazing like all that kind of stuff but um fuck all the sad shit we're about to get into the confidence booster of this fucking show so when you are feeling confident what does that how does that feel like to you and like i don't know like, i feel like you could feel it actually like in your body or you can you know feel it in your brain waves or whatever so like when you are feeling that you're most confident in life what do you feel when you're you know, standing in it? Because I feel like it, it might differ from person to person. I feel like nobody could tell me shit. That's it. You feel like that bitch? Mm -hmm. I don't care what you have to say about me. I don't care what you have to say about me. I care what I have to say about me. And that's really all that matters. I just don't think about anyone's opinions or you are in my shoes. I like my shoes. Mm -hmm. Like... And that's the, I, I feel like confidence is just so, like, once you actually, like, obtain. Obtain. Yeah. Obtain. Um, it's just, like, an unstoppable feeling because it's, like, ah, like, adrenaline, like, I can do this shit, I can conquer the world, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So definitely, I feel like it's, like, it's an unmatched feeling. It's just, like, you know, like, when you show your love and you feel unconditional. Mm. You don't want to ever you do leave. that leg kick the, thing. Yeah. Like rubbing your legs together That's and everything. That's what it feels like. Dead ass. Like, that shit is elite. It's different. I feel like when you're confident, like, there's less, like, why questions. And there's just, like, yes, this is why I feel this way. And everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm feeling is reaffirmed because I feel so confident. I feel like there's, like you said, like nobody can tell me shit. I walk with an extra pep in my step. You know, I have an extra glow on my face. Like, And it's not pregnancy. And it's not pregnancy at all. It's just confidence. Um, hashtag that. It ain't pregnancy. It's confidence. But I don't know. You kind of just, you honestly feel like there's like a almost like a weight lifted off of your shoulder. There, You're not carrying any self-doubt. You're not carrying any negativity you're just carrying light feelings and positivity and 
those kind of things, they don't feel like weight. They feel like almost like a harness that, you know, brings you like higher and lifts you up in praise and everything. So for me, confidence obviously feels amazing. Who doesn't want to be confident? Um, but like, I feel like confidence can show in different places. Like you can be confident in your physical, but not in your mental. You could be confident in your mental and not your physical. You could be confident in everything. So in your like in your life, what realms of your life do you feel that you are the most confident? Is it work? Is it school? Is it your physical? Is it everything? Is it, you know, a culmination of the three? Does it happen at different times? Wow. Well, I'll tell you, surely not school. I I think more so. hmm, That's actually a good question. Um, it 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 does vary because some days I really feel confident in school, like days when I actually do sit down and study. Um, and maybe some days I feel confident in the work that I'm putting. You okay? Yeah, this is just a shot, guys. Sorry, it's all right. Um, the work that I'm putting out, or um my physical confidence or when you just look like a bat yeah i mean but some days you know you know (laughs) some days i'm like you know you look like a sack of potatoes but it's okay and then some days i'm confident in the love that i give to my friends family and my partner like for sure so it definitely does vary I i wouldn't say that one um shows itself more than the other it just depends on if it's a tuesday or a wednesday you never know yeah i think that's true too like for my for myself I definitely get confidence more in like, I don't know, just like performing. I I sometimes don't feel, I don't know if this is like abnormal, but sometimes I don't feel confident until I actually end up doing it. And I'm like, all right, well, I I now know that I can go and like complete these challenges or complete any obstacle that I had forth before. and not to say that that's my only source of confidence because it's absolutely not because sometimes I just wake up and I feel extra pretty today because maybe my face isn't, you know, breaking out or maybe, you know, when I wear my wig, which is rarely anymore. But Mind you, I made that wig. Yeah, she did. Bitch had me making a whole fucking wig and shit. I mean, I, I blurred a lot. <laughs> like, But, I mean, sometimes I lay my wig right or sometimes, you know, my outfit looks really cute for this work that I go to that I don't care if any of them niggas see it anyway but um you know sometimes you personal (laughs) I mean sometimes you just see like it's I don't know and I feel like sometimes you it just comes when it comes it's not like I wake up one day and I'm like oh today is confidence day like I feel like it just (laughs) comes it's Wednesday confidence day yeah as cute as that as cute as that might be like I can have a string of confidence from now until next week and then i wake up one day and i look in the mirror and i'm like well that run was nice (laughs) and it's kind of depressing but do you think confidence plays a role in self-esteem um i would say that they pair together but i don't necessarily think that they're the same thing oh definitely not the same um because i feel like when you have self-esteem there's i feel like there's nothing that you can do to change your self-esteem whereas i feel like if you're confident things can play a factor in whether or not you're confident about it funny you said that 
I told you we like as as we said in the last episode, we may be a train wreck. Um, and that might be a statement. But we come with information. Barely. Because <laughs> we don't have links. We don't put anything in our bio. But you guys can look it up yourselves. Or if you're really feeling bold and you trust us enough to give you that information, Just you can always me. ask us. Exactly. <laughs> um, confidence per Google articles. If I don't have a Google article, you would think that I would have this off the top of my head. Um, it was like confidence versus self, self-confidence versus self-esteem and it more so like talked about how confidence is like situational, mm-hmm. um, where self-esteem is like all encompassing. You just loving yourself. Yeah. Where so, for example, I can be, I can have a high self-esteem high school bitch, but you know, when it comes to math, <laughs> I'm not confident. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> I'll write you a beautiful essay. No, ma'am. <laughs> but math, you keep that shit. I know I'm not confident in it. So, it, like when you said that they're not the same, they're definitely not. But I think that the um, having self-confidence or even like, I don't know if it's, if it's wrong to say like a baseline amount of self-confidence. Whereas like, mm-hmm. for example, I know I'm not good at math, but I know I'm not a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I can figure some shit out. Like right. that's more so com- like my my self-confidence. And having that amount can definitely play into how I feel about myself overall. Because if I feel as though when it comes to math, I'm just stupid and I'll never understand two plus two, that can play into, damn, bitch, I'm just stupid. I can never understand two plus two, which can, you know, play in my self-esteem. Yeah. I feel like with self-esteem, there's like a, there's an internal battle within yourself. Like, am I qualified for xyz am i not qualified for xyz do i feel good about myself in such and such situations or do i feel negatively about it and i do feel like you can be you can have all the self-esteem in the world but not be confident about something and i don't think that's a bad thing i mean people are genuinely happy but that don't mean you know calculus if i don't know calculus and start. I don't. I don't care how much self esteem I have in the world. I could go in there and I could put my pencil on the fucking paper. I got self esteem to show up to class. But <laughs> I got self esteem to know that I'm in the classroom and at least I'm smart enough to be here. But I don't have confidence because I don't know um, polynomials and derivatives and shit like that. Like I just don't. I, I'm not confident that I'm gonna get a good grade. Um, but Fuck all that. Math is trash. But um I I feel like self conf um self esteem does stem from places or it stems from situations. So in your life, was there any like main event or person or place or anything that you were like I I need to work on my self esteem or I finally gained my self-esteem. What do you mean? So, like, if there was, like, a a moment where you, you thought, like, all right, I know that I'm good. I know that outside of any external factors that may be formed against me or, you know, any negativity that I might be feeling, 
at least I'm still solid in myself to know that none of that will matter. Like, is there any, like, pivotal, like, point in your life where, or any, like, event, I guess, where no matter how bad things were, you stood in your positivity and, like, your self-esteem with yourself or something might have affected you gaining self-esteem either, like, by force or, like, by circumstance, whatever? Not at all. So then, how did you get? How did you know that you had self esteem? Did you always have self esteem? Um, my self esteem stems from my upbringing, like watching my mother. Um, it was always instilled in me. So you just always had self esteem. My upbringing, it was always instilled in me. That's interesting. I feel like I'm. I'm not like obviously negating your experience. I do feel like a lot of people probably are more on the like spectrum of they've struggled with it at least once or it hasn't been stable like for their entire life maybe there must have been like some experience where you know you felt like you weren't good enough or you felt like just something was just something wasn't right and you had to gain it back like for example like I know that I struggled with self-esteem in high school because growing up around people that weren't like me and I wasn't fully aware of my identity and like how different I was um when you're faced with you know certain factors with um people othering you like oh you're I've definitely gotten the oh you're pretty for a black girl comment or oh, you're smart, um, but it's just because, you know, you've made it this far for a black girl, you know, I've, it sucks. I've gone through those kind of things. And knowing that I wasn't fully aware of my identity at one point, my self-esteem definitely did take a hit because it was like, well, damn, is what they're saying, does it have any sort of validity? Like, am I only pretty because I'm quote unquote different or am I only smart because I was put in such situation because of whatever external factor? I don't know. I think an important like differentiating factor between confidence and esteem, you have to know that one is situational and one is personal. So when I say it's, it's been instilled in me, like, there will be times, or there have been times, and will be times in my life where it's like, oh, well, maybe I'm not this, or maybe I'm not that. But that self-esteem is foundational. Yeah. Where it's like, my mom literally instilled it into me, where I'm beautiful, I'm capable, I'm X, Y, and Z, and da da da, da. I'm not going to say it like, as you said with calculus, bitch, barely survived that shit, but I'm not going to, it's not something where it's like going to not completely wipe or completely wiped my self-esteem out the window mm. so and there have been times in high school where and as i've said it on the mic before i've struggled with my skin where i've had extreme acne right and in those times it didn't knock completely or completely knock my self-esteem or completely wipe it away mm. it was still there i still knew that i was beautiful and capable and x y and z and all of that stuff that my mom told me mm. in this situation i'm like okay well i don't feel as confident as a 15 year old or 16 year old should 
yeah. because I this is going on X Y and Z. So that's why when you ask me, I'm like, no, like I don't understand. I don't get it. But it's like, if you understand that that is situational and having confidence in this situation versus having confidence in that situation doesn't completely negate the self-esteem that you were like raised to have. Because I'm sure your mom told you all of these things. And I'm sure, like especially in the uh, formative years, a lot of positivity was told to you and more than likely everyone listening to this. Yeah. Just because you face a situation, that doesn't mean that all of that stuff is not true. So I guess the real question kind of stems from, you know, anybody can tell you anything in those formative years or even everyday passing. People can tell you that you're beautiful. People can tell you that you're smart. People can tell you all of these positive things about you to boost your self-esteem. But what kind of things, like at, at the end of the day, they are just words. And not every single, you know, Every single thing that somebody tells you, you have to take in stride and you have to believe all that kind of stuff because your mind, however your mindset is framed at that given time is going to dictate how you perceive certain things. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not confident or you don't have self-esteem, you can tell me I'm pretty a hundred times a day, but if I don't really believe that shit, then what you're saying is just words. So it's kind of like, how, how do you have those conversations at first, I guess at first with yourself to accept things like that like what kind of things can we go through as humans to be more open to things that Mm -hmm. people tell us and actually reframe our minds to believe things that we say like what are the conversations that need to be had within ourselves reframing your mind is a really powerful statement because it's like in those times where like for instance that time over was the last summer where i was having like a fucking mental Mm -hmm. crisis about my breakouts Mm -hmm. I could have chosen to not believe that I was beautiful, not believe, I not care what anyone else was saying to me, not care what my mom or just hone in on the fact that, Gucci, look at your face, you're ugly. I could have chosen to believe that and it would be a hard life. Like, it would, yeah. I feel as though if I chose to succumb to that, it would have been a heavy load to just carry yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, for me, I how I do things, like, in that moment, I felt it. Like, I was, like, I didn't deny it. I didn't, ex, like, act like it didn't happen. I just purely accepted it and was like, okay, you don't feel at your best right now. Yeah. Why don't you feel at your best right now? These breakouts. Look at yourself. Look at it. It's okay. Cool. But you're not going to dwell on it tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and just feel like you're an ugly girl. Because what, what, I mean, how, I, I kind of do things a little differently because it's like, I'm not going to say I'm not ugly about it, but it's like, what is, what is you doing about this? Like, you're not going to, there's, there's no benefit to it. You're not going to be productive because all you're going to be doing is thinking about how ugly you are. Exactly. You're not going to be able to do all of the things that you need to do. You're not going to be the person that you were before this breakout started happening because at the end of the day, you're, I still was the person that I was before these breakouts started happening. Yeah. Granted, physically, you look at me and it's like, oh, any other person would be like, oh, yeah, a breakout. Okay, cool. And me, it was like, okay, oh, my God, my world is ending, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. I chose to, you know, not succumb to it and not dwell on it and not just think of all the negatives because that would just be so hard for me to carry every day 
Um, and that's the conversation I had to have with myself because it's like, all right, well, you still got to go to school. You still got to do X, Y, Z. You still have to show up yeah. as Ugochi. And it's going to be hard if you can't even wrap your mind around the fact that you're having breakouts, which are transient. It's very fleeting. Like, yeah, It's definitely. not going to be on your face forever. Yeah. No? I 100% agree. And before I say what I want to say, I want to give a disclaimer that everything that I'm about to say, it there's no like time frame to which you have to do it things take time and some people can transform their mindset faster than others can um but i do think that most negative mindsets and the things that we um deal the things that we deal with that affect our self-esteem i feel like those are things that we can change by proactively working on them externally in some sort of way so for you, I can, like you said, like you could have sat there and you could have dwelled on the fact that you had bad skin literally for the rest of your life. Mm. One, you either would have had even worse skin, mm -hmm. which would have furthered out. your yep. like lower self-esteem. Um, or let's say your skin just stayed like neutral, I guess. Mm. There would have been no, you know, no boost of self-confidence. You would have just stayed where you were. and. That's not a positive thing anyway, especially if that took a hit on your self-esteem in the first place. So there has to be some sort of proactive action that has to be put in place in order to do so. And this can be in any facet of life. It can be physical. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It can be anything that has to do with family, friends, relationships, whatever. There has to be something that you yourself like in your in your conscience and like in your soul you just have to change it i know for me personally i don't want to speak for everybody there just comes a point where i literally feel ill and like i just can't take it anymore and when i get to that point i'm like all right clearly i don't want to feel this way anymore so what what do i have to do in order to not feel this way anymore and it kind of in me sparks something like all right well if I'm having a problem with a friend of mine, do I, maybe I have to just say how I feel. And baseline, it's probably uncomfortable to face things that um, give you low self-esteem. I think that's just the, the nature of it. You Clearly, these things don't make you feel good, so facing them isn't going to feel good. So it might feel uncomfortable, but if life is receptive to it, it'll grant you much more positivity than you think. Um, in terms of like friendships and relationships and everything, if something is giving you low self-esteem and the person that's on the opposite end of whatever problem you're having cares about you, loves you, wants to be there for you, everything, that discomfort that you have in approaching them and, you know, trying to, solve whatever problems you have with your self-esteem shouldn't be bad because they're they're always going to be there um i know for me personally i've definitely had problems in friendships before um not ours not ours but, clarify but i've definitely had <laughs> problems with in friendships where it's like well damn like i feel like i've lost we spoke about this before you feel like you lose a part of you like that's been stapled to your life for so long mm -hmm. and 
it might not feel comfortable to approach that um, realization that that person isn't there anymore. But it's like, all right, this person ain't here today. They ain't going to be here tomorrow. Probably ain't going to be here a month, year from now, nothing. Do I just sit here and act like my my life has to be in this state because this person isn't there anymore? Not to say that like the loss wasn't important because clearly it affected me, but at the end of the day, you still you have to live your life as the person that you are. So you have to do whatever it takes for you to become comfortable in life without that person. And because you wasn't born a twin. You weren't born a twin. You got here by yourself, mm-hmm. unless you are a twin, and you won't leave by yourself. Unless, you know. even if you are a twin, you won't leave by yourself anyway. That ass. So that's not my business. That's not my business <laughs> at all. But I really do think, and it's weird because, in the same way, everyone has different ways of like processing things. When it comes to those feelings of like, um, like low confidence or you know low self esteem or whatever. I really, like, I honestly think it stems every, well, everything, everything kind of stems from my parents. Yeah, for sure. Um, and being that I wasn't raised with any sisters, you know, they weren't around when I came into my family. Never mind. Um, I, I, I just, every time that I start to feel sad or, like, I'm crying about something or, like, I'm just down in the dirt, I remember my brother. He always says, well, what is crying going to do for you? And it's, I don't, I'm not saying that this is healthy at all. I don't think that this is healthy. It's not healthy. I'll tell you right now. But I've acknowledged it's not healthy, but it's how I've been able to get through, you know, the ebbs and flows of life. Like it's, it's how I've been able to battle my like issues with self-confidence because it's like, well, okay. If you feel you're ugly right now at what time is it? Bitch. I got my I was gonna say Thank you. I was gonna say something that was gonna completely splash me. Um but I got my clock on that's able to help me through my profession. That's fine. Um so you know I can't tell this type of time. Mm -hmm. Tell digital Okay. Um eight forty two PM if I feel ugly right now. I'm not gonna say the day because I will not edit it today. Mm. <laughs> um, crying about it at eight forty two today is not going to make me feel prettier. In fact, if you think about it, when we cry, we really do look ugly. So if you're being a little, I've never met somebody who cries beautiful, unless it's like that gentle tear. But my nigga, I'm not gently crying if yeah, I feel ugly. ugly I'm, you know, it's not coming down on those. <gasps> Yeah, like, guys are not a cute So thing. you now even look 10 times uglier. Even if you're happy and you're crying, you're mm. still ugly Oh, that's the worst. Because that's when people trying to propose to you. And that's what you, I'm saying. Yo, if uh, I cry and you propose to me, oh whoever God. the fuck Speaking you are, wait until I stop crying. First of all, this is an aside, another aside. Sorry. Oh, my mind just moves 10,000 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we low-key have problems. Um, so. Somebody, I was on Instagram today and I saw somebody. I know somebody exactly that, who, yeah, I think. Okay, I okay. Mm-hmm. And all of their friends were there and everything. And I was like, God forbid such bad things. Like, you want to propose to me, you have a room full of people who are not me? 
Like, my nigga, a proposal should no. be between me and no, you. That's the that's best no. time, though. No. no. Don't propose with. You want to show off. Don't propose with Madam. Don't propose with Madam, my friends around me. Don't propose at special occasions. Please don't. Whoa, oh, wait, graduations, wait. birthdays, don't, holidays. That's something we yeah. think of doing, though. Well, no. you need to think again. I'm no. trying to be honest with you. And I mean, I'm trying to be honest with you. Think again. We yeah. don't know that. That's crazy. Well, no, I'm but I'm telling you, you right now. Think again. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wow. Because to me, I would be like, first of all, like in that situation that everybody was in, I don't know if it was her apartment, his apartment, an Airbnb. Why is everybody here? One. And anyone who knows me, two, I don't like surprises. Yeah, I don't either. Three, I don't either. If you propose it to me on my graduation, your graduation, mm. a holiday, a birthday, get the fuck out. You can get the fuck out. That's I'll, what you could do. I'd be like, you better call the president of the motherfucking school and schedule another fucking graduation because for I'm me, bitch. Confused. Because what? I never Why? That. Why? There I are three hundred and sixty-five, maybe sixty-six days in a year. There are as a, as a guy. Around. Let me tell you this. Oh my god. We think at a point of it could be like you said, birthday, graduation, uh, anniversary, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Christmas? These days, we have we family around where we could show, up. hey, I just went on one knee. My whole thing is, first of all, mm-hmm. where y'all fuck up is thinking that y'all can swindle niggas swindle. Into, into getting swindle. somebody to say yes to your engagement if y'all ain't speak about mm-hmm. the prospects of marriage in the first place. Oh, that's well, hold on, wait, wait. Is it supposed to be a surprise, though? It's... It depends. it depends. So we have that's to what, talk about it. Like, yeah, definitely. You now propose to me, and I'm gonna be like, I never told you I wanted to get married to you. Uh, that's, that's your business. business. That's your business. Okay. okay. That's your but business. if we discuss it and all of that, you get my ring size. Cool. I'm gonna know eventually. You want to marry me? Yeah. In life. I don't know when it's gonna happen, exactly. and I'm gonna hope it doesn't happen in front of everyone else. But that's the days we pick. It's Please what, don't. From a guy's point of view. We want to do it in front of people. No. Well, don't do it. Especially your family. Please don't. 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 No. No. Listen. Because we think, oh, we're supposed to ask the dad for the permission. You can do. You're supposed to. But so in front of them, we want to propose too. Do not do y'all wasn't that. there okay. for the proposal gotcha. is my moment. Gotcha. Y'all wasn't there gotcha. for the like, other days for us. So it could be intimate. like a uh, just. Us there, please. Yes. Okay. Y'all okay. wasn't there for the other days of our relationship. Exactly. Why y'all gotta be there? When I wanted to beat this nigga up, y'all wasn't there watching me. <laughs> y'all wasn't there holding me back what and or providing me the knife to slash his Look, tires. Why the fuck you want to be there when I want to Sir, you know who you are. Don't you dare open your mouth. It's because stupid. They're gonna be there stupid when you questions get like that. But when I get exactly. married, because that's an occasion. Yeah, Let true. them be there when we get married. Yeah, that's because that's an occasion. That's true. something that I'm inviting you to. True. You invited true. yourself into my space. No, no, for but my see proposal. the guy. That's what the guy does. He invites the family. He invites, or he picks a moment where he's invited to a family. No, event. but the thing no. about no, the thing then, about an engagement, uh-huh. it's normally spearheaded by one person. It's not like okay, Faith. I'm about to propose to you mm-hmm. today. So we're going to go to this place at this time. That's very I'm true. Gonna, no. Mm. Normally, one person is the one that's spearheading the entire thing. That's why there's more so a surprise when there's the need, all that kind of shit, gotcha, right? Gotcha. There's no mutuality there. So if I don't want niggas there, but he wants niggas there, guess who's not going to be there? Niggas. Because <laughs> I don't want niggas it's your, there. It's your, it's your moment. I don't no, want niggas I mean, there. I wouldn't take it away and say it's completely my moment because it's our moment. But it's, it's our just, moment. It goes into, do you know your partner? Because it's like, if Bingo. you know me, you know I don't like surprises. You know I don't like a lot of people around me. I actually wanted an uh, episode about 
know your partner. Mm-hmm. When I we going to get into it. When I tell you, it's like a growing pain. We going to get into it. And I'll be telling, <laughs> and what have I been telling y'all since season one? Know your audience. And Please. part of your audience is knowing your yep. partner. We're going to get into that. And in it's weird episode. when you don't, I mean, you can get to know them, but it's like a growing pain because yes. it's like, oh my God, everything is like, this is not what I thought. And this is that. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And we say all that. If you have self-confidence, that means that when you get down on that one knee, you know that segue. girl is going to get, you know that girl or that mm-hmm. man, I, uh, girl, get up if you're provoked. Um, but, um, you girl. know that part, that's what I'm saying. Girl. I said get, Drake. Embezzle. <laughs> Let me find out she stole that from Soldier Boy. But um, you know when they'll say yes. You plant the seeds around you in order to bring them to fruition. You you find out the ring size. You find out what kind of ring that she wants. You you know you butter her up. You see that she wants to even get married in the first place. Mm, and once one. and that's honestly the first step. Don't go searching for rings without knowing I want to get married. Some people don't want to get married. Some and people just want a wedding without the actual legalities of marriage. When we say somebody, we mean me. the girl to my right. So <laughs> it's me. It me. But that's possible though. It is. I, it is. To not go to court and just have Yes. Me. It is. Completely. But all right, my question, if y'all know this, can you do that but still get a pastor to officiate your wedding? Or do you need because I, I, that's I a good if question. I'm if I'm familiar, again, I don't know much about it, but the pastor comes through and be like, "Where's your license?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't like, think. Like, let me I don't sign it too. Or it's like something he looks. You would at. probably have to have like a an official officiator. Mm. And that's fine. I can have Chris doing it. <laughs> Niggas, we gather here today. And, <laughs> I would be the and most. And we gonna pop that anybody, pussy. <laughs> can you have anybody do it? You can. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to have like an official like person who can just consecrate. Well, not consecrate. Not consecrate. <laughs> but you know, if you want to have that official person mm-hmm. at the altar with you, you, they have to be certified, I believe. Um, but you can so have if I want Kristen, marriages? Yeah, yeah, if I want Kristen to do it, she would have to you. go and get some get type certified. of. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be like, all right, well, oh, you're going to get married tonight. Let's just go. I can't do that. Yeah. Because I'm not certified. Okay. Okay. Do a marriage. Yeah. And honestly, if you ask me to get, where would I begin? I'd be like. So I knew this girl when she was hoeing at Rutgers. Oh, yeah, man. I would. I honestly wouldn't even have anything to say about him. No, it's like a, yeah. so, it's, she it like was out a here. Certain script that you gotta follow. I mean, I'm assuming so because they all sound the same to me. Yeah, but then I, again, I, I feel like now the time has gone on. It's becoming a, yeah, uh-huh. it's becoming a little mm-hmm. more like non-traditional, yeah. and niggas oh, just okay. be saying whatever the fuck they want to say. Okay. How the fuck do we get on marriage? Oh, uh, I don't know. Whatever. But I say all that to say, <laughs> um. Self confidence is, I mean, self esteem is rooted places. And depending on how you were raised, those kind of up, like that kind of upbringing will always be instilled in you for however long you go. Yep. Shout out to Elder Steven. Um, me personally, I grew up with just my mom. I grew up with my aunts, my female cousins, my one male cousin. So all I saw was money. And it took me a minute to realize the brawn of men, like, and how they, um, you know, how they attract women and how they respond to women and their mentality and their, 
you know, physicality and everything. It took me longer because unfortunately, like I didn't see many couples in my family, mm-hmm. even to this day. Well, successful couples. Yeah. Successful couples. Yeah. I've seen couples, yeah. but they definitely were not successful. Yeah. And there's no shade to anybody because I am still cool with at least one of the ex husbands. I'm still cool with him. Still call him my uncle, actually. Oh, wow. So, um, I haven't seen very many successful relationships. My mom never married. So, and I'm an only child, so it was literally just mm-hmm. me and her. Uh-huh. Um, but it took, and then I actually like spoke about this in another episode, which was I sort of felt like validation within me was in validation from men. And that's where I was sort of fucked up at. And yeah. that's where in college things sort of went awry mm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know the college days. Sir. What you know about Adele? The college days. Were you there? Because you were not. You know yeah, what it probably is? probably was. Creep. Let, me, let me just speak. <laughs> Look. <laughs> and them students at so our parties. You know, you're away from a lot of people's rocks, your foundation. That's very parents. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I'm doing my own thing. You ain't even and dressed in your suit. Why are you bringing gems to the show today? Gem. All right, not today. Smart I was going to bring my little turtle neck, though. Turtle? Turtle. Oh. It's all a race my now. Duce Darrow's back. <laughs> yep. Uh, With the bullshit. Turtle neck. Turtle neck. It's okay, though. Turtle-neck. Nah, but what you did, what you said was really true. Yeah, so, you know, we don't know. Um, we're going to let you deal with whatever that is. But, um, when it comes to self-confidence though, are there any like telling factors of when it starts to, you know, fade away a little bit or like, can you, it's like, can you catch it before you go down that like dwindling path or the self, the self-confidence like try to take control of however you're feeling and if it wants to be negative one day it just becomes negative so like for example you made a lot of um um alludes to your skin right if you wake up one day and you see that your skin might not be where it needs to be does your self-confidence can you tell that your self-confidence is gonna go down because of what you see or is there something that you can say in your mind that's like yeah i see that my um my skin isn't where it needs to be, but I'm not going to let that overtake me. Is there something that you can do or is there something that you feel inside of you that you know that like, oh shit, this is my weak point, so it's about to go down? Um, I think it was like, as I said before, confidence is situational. And it took me a while to realize that. So now that I know it, I'm not going to let it affect who I am or who I was a person because I know before whatever happened, people loved me and I know before or after it happens, people will still love me and I'm still going to be the same person. I'm about to show up in the same way that I showed up before, like I said before. Um, so I don't see it as... Okay, so it's easy to say it about ourselves. So let's say I come to you and I'm having problems with my self-confidence or my self-esteem. What conversations can you have with me or what advice can you have with me i mean for me in order to help me see something not necessarily like the girl you look good anyway you don't have to worry about xyz because i feel like that doesn't really 
do too much of it. It doesn't. And again, this goes into the knowing your audience thing. So if you come to me with an issue of self-esteem, self-confidence, whatever the case may be, um, I have to, I'm not going to flat out ask you, like, are you okay with this? Like, but you have to know if someone wants what one, what someone wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And I barely pay attention to spirit, but when I do, things stick, you know? That's kind of how it works. Um, and a big part of, like, teaching a patient is knowing if they're ready to win. So if you come to me and you say, I'm not feeling confident in this measure, first thing I'm going to ask you is, well, why? One, once we get the why out of the way, okay, cool. Two, I'm going to see what the, I guess, contributing factors or the qualifying factors that you have for the save is a job. I don't feel confident about applying to this job. I'm really feeling X, Y, and Z. Okay, what's X, Y, and Z? What's the Y? And what brought you to me? Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm going to look at the qualifications of the job, and I'm going to look at the qualifications that you have. If I see that they match up, then I'm going to be like, okay, so what actually is the truth here? Like, what is causing this problem or this more so, I guess, for lack of a better term, cognitive dissonance? Absolutely. Um, and how can we fix it? But I can't get to these, how can we fix it, and what's causing this and all of that if you're not ready to speak, yeah. if you're not ready to talk about it, if you're not ready to hear me. Yeah. We're just going to be stuck on the fact that you're not. Like you don't feel comfortable exactly. doing that job. So that would be my, like, that's how I would approach it, but I'm more um, systematic with my approaches and things. I think you know this. Um, if you come to me telling me how you feel, I'm going to be like, but i'm gonna ask the why and if your why doesn't really in my view because in your view of course and i'm not going to invalidate invalidate Mm -hmm. invalidate i'm smart i swear (laughs) i'm not going to invalidate your feelings but it's to me i'm gonna be like i don't get it like you're clearly qualified you're clearly this and i'm going to try my best to make sure that you understand you feel your viewpoint but understand that how i see you is this and if the mark for this job is abc and you're hitting abc defg i'm gonna be like bitch what <laughs> the hold up <laughs> what is the problem mm-hmm. but even if it's like i know like when i had my issue and i came to you you can you just have to let someone feel it because a main part is yeah you have to understand if they're ready to learn if they're ready to hear you and blah 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 but also give that person a time to feel what they're feeling, Facts. which goes into the don't invalidate their feelings. Yeah, because you come to me and you're all sad, and I'm be like, all right, bitch. Well, well, let, let, let me tell you about how I feel about you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, okay, bitch. <laughs> no, I do think that part of the experience is learning how to deal with said issue and growing from it, because I feel like if you never like really are able to like live in your experience and actively take the moves to grow from it that you aren't necessarily growing because somebody taking away from what your reality is and putting you on this pedestal yeah it may feel good but then once that reality comes back into play you're not going to know how to deal with it because you've been removed from what you were actually feeling in the first place and I do think that 
me and you are more pragmatic in a sense that you have to be sensible mm-hmm. in whatever you're dealing with. Um, not to put words in Carly's mouth, she's not here today, but she's definitely the more emotional, cod- coddling to Carly. Yeah, she's the more coddling you. kind of type. Like it's okay, you know, you're totally worth it. Everything that you, you're t- totally her, capable. Her one of her favorite lines is, "I, you are." Your feelings are completely, completely valid. valid. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, yes, I know that they're know valid. That that's valid, why bitch. I'm coming you to you. You fucking tell me that shit. Right, that's why I'm coming Probably to you. doing that. Be like, bruh. I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> know yes, your audience. Please. Yes, but like, but me and Ugo, like, we're way more pragmatic with it. Like, you, you come to me sad if need be. But bitch, don't think that you leaving here sad without at least knowing a solution to not be sad anymore. And that is, cause I'd be like, okay, as I said before, what? I'm not. This is just how I. Yeah, it's not get to dismiss things. anybody else's dismiss. methods. If I, what will sadness do for me? It's going to hinder my productivity. Yeah. It's going to affect the work that I put out. It's going to affect my grades. It's going to affect me being a better friend, lover, person, sister, yeah. daughter. Like, it's just going to affect all of that because if I'm feeling sad about this, I'm not saying this is healthy. I'm not saying this is unhealthy. I'm just saying how I get through things. No, that's facts, though, because I know for me personally, if I'm coming to someone, and I'm very private, so if I come to somebody with something, that clearly means that I don't want to feel this way anymore. anymore. Yeah. And I'm reaching out because clearly my in like my initial doings or feelings or whatever isn't working. Yeah. And I'm reaching out to somebody else to maybe turn something around. Yeah. Or help me see that different light that I didn't see. And I feel like most times when you're reaching out to somebody else, you don't want to be sad. Yep. Because if you wanted to be sad, you would fuck keep it you to care yourself. about my sadness. Yep. Or like you keep it to yourself and you be sad because obviously reaching out to somebody else, nobody wants to see you sad. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? Clearly you want help. So we say all that to say your self-esteem is kind of like the root of everything. And it's I do think it's a little harder to shake than your self-confidence. Your self-confidence what do you could mean? be as like your self-confidence could be like, oh, I study for this test, but then I see question one and I don't know that shit, and I'm like, well, that's when you turn to the back and you start. You <laughs> always exam key, always start from the back. I used to do that in high school all the fucking time, mm-hmm. and if I know 2019, 18, 17, yep. bitch, I know the whole fucking mm-hmm. test. But um, don't think that not having strong self esteem or not having strong self confidence is negatively impacting necessarily like who you are as a person and i say that only because like it does like those feelings are not being invalidated by anybody you're okay to feel the way that you are you need to work on fixing them you need to do the pragmatic work and think hey i feel this way i probably don't want to feel this way so what can i do to not feel this way Let me ask you because I feel as though we are avoiding, and this may be to our, maybe geared towards our, we have a younger audience. 
because mm-hmm. I feel like everybody is garbage. I do too. But it could be a slight chance. We can't ignore the fact that social media plays a big part into self-esteem. For sure. Um, and I know, listen, I'm so glad I missed that mark because, child, if I looked at the 14 and 15-year-olds today and I looked how I looked at 14 and 15, bitch, I ain't even going to complete the sentence. Yeah, some of these 14, 15-year-olds looking like look us. older than me. Us? Look older than me, bitch. I don't got no titties. You the one that got titties. I got all what is bone. Nah, and you, got, you got some titties. You know what, Daryl? Go over there. You are not meant to be on this episode, <laughs> my guy. Sorry. <laughs> um we can't like just end the episode without stating that obvious. Nah, point. for sure, for sure, for sure. Because I feel as though when it comes to self esteem, self self esteem and self confidence. That plays a big role into it. Mm-hmm. More, maybe more so self-esteem because self-confidence is a little bit more situational. Yeah. Um, self-esteem but, and like, if you see that you you feel like you're presenting your best self, and then, but your best self still doesn't match up to maybe even somebody's average day yes. or something, like your self-esteem is Because some days I open up my explore page and I'd be like, shit, I don't look like that on a random Tuesday. I don't look like the fuck. Y'all got time to be putting on lashes and shit? Wow. Like, you better be happy that I rolled out of bed this morning. You better be happy I took a motherfucking shower. Mm -hmm. Because I could roll out of bed, but bitch, I might get back in it. So it's like, when you have that, you open up your Instagram explore page and say, as an average 15 year old, thinking, um, I see people or 15-year-olds, people my age, who look better than me or who are doing more than me. Even as a 25-year-old. Yeah, even as a 25-year-old. I feel this yes. shit, too. And I'd be like, yes. well, damn. So how has that framed your views of self-esteem? Has it affected your self-esteem? And to like, if you had a piece of advice to a younger audience or even your daughter or your little cousin or something like that. I don't have a kid. Um... So, I know as a 25-year-old that people put their best foot forward on social media and not everything that they go through in their daily lives is going to be shown on their Instagram or their Twitter or whatever. So, when you had that thong bikini on with your ass out in Bora Bora, I don't know if the night before you were crying your eyes out, talking about how ugly you were, talking about how you were worthless, or talking about how you don't deserve anything that you have. I don't know any of that. All I know is that you had your ass out in Bora Bora. So me being conscious of knowing how social media works, I know the effects of, you know, what people want you to believe from their pages. Somebody who's, what, five, ten years younger than me, they might not understand that reality. And they might think that, oh, because they put that on social media, that must be how their life is all the time. And it's unfortunate because you don't want people to believe that because, I mean, not every person is out here riding in Mercedes S classes, having multi-million dollar mansions, happy all the time, white ass teeth, perky ass titties, like all that kind of stuff. Not everybody's going to have that. But some people do believe that that's the standard of somebody that's in their age group. Um, especially with, you know, the advent of YouTuber and Instagram model culture and everything. Um, 
their frame of reality looks way different than the normal person like you and me. And if you don't have that cognizance that people are only going to put what they want you to see, your self-esteem could be all fucked up because if I'm a 25-year-old and I don't have an S-class Mercedes and I don't have a multi-million dollar mansion in Beverly Hills and I don't have Louis Prada Gucci all over me, I ain't doing something right. I know. I know. I use Louis Prada Pop Gucci. Them tags. Pop them tags. <laughs> I used it intentionally. Nah, oh. but social media has definitely fucked up the game. More so, I think, for young, the younger generation. Um, the Gen Z folk, because they might not see the ins and out of what social media actually means. Mm. And anybody can frame whatever they want. I think if I were to tell them, I guess I could see the problem. Um, it'll be what I was saying all the throughout the whole episode. Like it's like it's situational. It's fleeting. It's not going to define who you are as a woman. Or even if it was to my nephew or or whatever, to a person younger than me. Yes. It's fleeting and it's situational. I'm not going to impose my methods of getting over things on this person. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say how I get through things, as I've been saying the whole episode. May not be right, may not be healthy. I'm not saying it's unhealthy, but I'm just going to say, listen, you dwelling in it won't make you the person that you want to be. Yeah. You dwelling in it is just going to make you feel it harder. You just have to show up and be the person that you've always been. Mm-hmm. You know? At the end of the day, you literally live with yourself. Exactly. You live with your conscience. You live with your mindset. You live with everything. So how you decide that you want to dictate that and how you want to model whatever comes with that is on you. It don't matter what I have. It matters what you as a person have. And you have you have to believe that you're beautiful. You have in to, any situation. In any situation. You have to believe you're beautiful. You, you have, have to believe, believe you're, you're worth it. You have to believe capable. that you can hit all of these marks if it's with the job, if it's with school, if it's with a relationship, friendship as a, a daughter or a son or whatever the case may be, you have to believe that you can do it. It's so enriching and that when plays you into it. your confidence, which will eventually play into your self-esteem. Yeah. You can't just, if there's a mark that's too high, you can't just, and I know this kind of sounds like, you know, when you're sad and someone says, don't be sad, you know? Cause if I'm crying and someone says, Oh, don't cry. And you're like, Oh my God, why did I just say that? Yeah. You know, it, it may sound like bad advice, but it's something that you really do want to take into consideration do you really just want to dwell on the fact that oh i may not be able to do this and i may not be capable of this and i may not be that person and i may not be this and i may not have the perky titties and white shiny white teeth and all of that stuff okay don't dwell on it because you're dwelling on it it's not gonna make you have the perky titties and shiny white teeth it's okay to feel it but it's not okay to accept that that's your fate exactly because you can you can change it and like i said before you might be able to go and get that change immediately it might take time to be able to get to that point that you want to change it but it's possible it is mm-hmm. and i don't know like at the end of the day 
the key part of self-confidence and self-esteem is the self. And you have to be able to live with yourself in order to reap the fruits of anything that you ever want to benefit. Or all if you want to see the plants that you seed come like the seeds that you plant come to life, you have to be able to roll with everything. The path to self-esteem and the path to self-confidence and everything, it's really not always going to be comfortable. But, I mean, do you want to live with feeling like you aren't self-actualized or that you aren't happy? Or do you want to take that chance and go with all the punches to realize that at the end, there's something positive? Yep, and it plays into your little fraudulent syndrome that you're feeling. What is it? Imposter, Imposter syndrome? syndrome. Bitch. I feel it. Believe that shit. Believe that you can do it. As I just said, like, I'm saying this to myself because I still got to go back to the hospital on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to believe that I know what the fuck I'm doing. Hmm. And we going to hope that that's true. We going to see. I'll come back to y'all. Don't worry. Either way, we going to find out. When she comes back all self-actualized and all. I would be like, oh shit, I believed it. I did. I did. <laughs> And, like, I've actually felt that way about, like, this show sometimes. Like, I feel like, all right, we put in all of this work and all of these episodes and everything. And I'm like, yeah, we get feedback and it's, like, cool and everything. But, like, when is, like, the real benefit going to come or whatever? And, it like, it took me realizing that everything takes time you dead ass but it took it took me realizing that everything takes time to truly and like wholeheartedly accept and love everything about this show about my friends about my family about my support systems and everything that has to do with this um with that we say love yourself always um thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast um you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we are that pod. You can email us if you would like at we are that podcast at gmail.com. You can stream all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. We are that podcast, all lowercase with a period. Um, you can follow me personally at Christendior underscore K R I S T I N D I O R underscore. You can follow my lovely, lovely co host again at West Indian Schwitty. Um, follow me. I couldn't afford the A, so it's not there. <laughs> that was a good in- like impression. <laughs> and follow my lovely co-host at Chief Ugo, the only one that matters in this podcast. If we can really Ain't be that's honest, something. Follow her at Chief Ugo underscore. Yes, I mean if she matters, you um, know the the handle. Listen, it doesn't matter, bitch. And this podcast matters. So follow everything that we just said. We didn't do our wine of the week. Honestly, I ain't going to hold you. We've done this before, and we got two bottles of the same Wait, thing. Can Tennessee. you please tell them what I thought it was? <laughs> this stupid bitch. So I get, Wait, I why, get a text. Why did I text Kristen? And I was like, Kristen, can you pick up a bottle of wine for me? The, the what did I? Tennessee. No, first Tennessee. I said. Tennessee. First I said. Jeunesse. Wait, why are you talking like you're in our group chat? Oh, my God. Not when he moved them. <laughs> like, all right. First, I said Jeunesse. Then I was like, where does it say Tennessee? 
Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> no, it does not say fucking no, Tennessee. No, because when y'all get this bottle of wine, y'all gonna look and see, oh, it does say Tennessee. Or you're not on crack and you realize that it's not Tennessee at I don't all. do crack. Crack is cheap. Crack is whack. Rest in peace, Whitney. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening. And I have money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> crack is for the poorest. <laughs> thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it every week. And that, everybody, is a that one that.